if I could teach you one thing about nutrition, what would that be? Kia ora, I'm Janet, a qualified personal trainer, nutrition coach and mum of four boys. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings, a podcast that is a space and a place for you to be while we explore the non-bullshit approach to nutrition, exercise and all the bits in between. I have a huge passion for movement and ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. So we'll have some adventures and we'll be joined by some epic guests along the way who will share their wild journeys through this thing we call life. Let's crank on into it. Kia ora, Janet here, and you're listening to another episode of the Riggs Ramblings podcast. This is episode number 48, and it actually indeed is just a ramble uh, today. I don't even know what to call it. Um, but it's been a bit of a week here, uh, around here lately. We lost a good friend, um, tragically passed away, and really kind of made me think about things, uh, think about where my business is heading, thinking about life in general, thinking about our future for our children, uh, and thinking about the things that some of us, A, take for granted, and B, probably aren't willing to give up. So our mate was a real social chap, freaking love that about him. So clearly after his uh, funeral we went on a blinding bender, kind of was expecting it. And um, subsequently of course when you don't drink much uh, anymore, which is you know, what, me, I don't drink a lot anymore. Uh, yeah, you suffer the consequences, don't you, of a big night out and and how that makes you feel and how that can make your judgment be impaired. And I mean, I've already done a podcast on booze. Maybe this is maybe this podcast is about booze. Uh, anyway, and about how it can you know how our bo- it affects our body, how our body metabolizes it over food, um, how it can affect our um, ability to you know retain our cognitive function and all those sorts of things. But I have a really love hate relationship with booze. Um, when I say love hate, I um, I'm not either all go, no, or splash out, but I do find it harder in a social setting because I'm a social social creature to be able to rein it in. And when I gave up booze for the training from the coast to coast, it just became natural and I actually didn't, in the end of it, actually miss it. And probably, I don't regret putting it back in, but it certainly does make you sort of evaluate it and how much it actually does affect our day-to-day. It has taken me all week to get over it I suppose you could say hangover didn't last very long but it affects everything it affects your training it affects the way you think it affects your sleep it affects the way you eat and more and more I see and hear through my clients and through conversations really is how you know how much alcohol is such an influence in people's lives and what I do find and this is not a judgment this is just an awareness and an observation is that a lot of us more social people are not willing to give it up and in fact I'd have people that will alter everything they will smash themselves in the gym they'll starve themselves with food as long as they don't have to give up their booze and I actually, after, you know, as you do when you lose a loved one or, you know, we face 
loss is you do sort of sit there and evaluate it. And I was having a really good conversation with Mel yesterday about it. Uh, Mel's in a really great place at the minute. She's training for her first full Ironman after, um, as you recall, if you listen to her podcast, after back surgery. And we had this really good conversation yesterday about booze. And, and Mel and I are very similar creatures. We can, we can have one at night or we could have one or two in a social setting or it can end up being a blinding bender. Nothing wrong with blinding benders, I guess, but when you start like training for something like the coast or a full Ironman, every little bit of alcohol actually affects you. And it makes me really think about how normalised it is that it's so normalised that people aren't really willing to give it up. And, you know, watching Paddy Gower... Uh, documentary about booze and his recent one about gastric surgery um yeah I really just want you to think about how much alcohol is in your life I'm certainly not telling you to give it up but I am noticing more and more especially on social media that people are actually giving up booze and it does become sad that we've it's ingrained in our society. It used to be marketed solely at us. Um, you'll notice now that you don't see it as often. I remember my first sort of memories of watching the All Blacks on TV. I remember around the outside of the field was the running ads. You know, they were digital and they ran along. And they were for like Steinlager, Rothmans, Smokes. Um, alcohol and cigarettes were large sponsors of our sporting communities, which is fucking ironic really, because um, most athletes, when they're on camp, don't drink. But, yeah, we've normalised it to the extent that it has become habitual and part of our everyday life. We glorify it, and I'm not going to lie to you, we glorify it. Our kids sort of see it as something that's been quite glorified. And, um, you know, or they they view it as a way that you have fun and that you don't have as much fun without it. I mean, I've clearly can prove to my kids that you can still dance on the tabletops at parties when you're sober, just as much as you can dance on the tabletops when you're pissed. But yeah, what I want you to think about is how much is booze actually affecting your life? How much is it affecting the decisions you make? And why aren't you willing to give it up? You don't have to give it up forever. But I can 100% absolutely bloody guarantee it. If you gave up booze for six weeks, this is clearly if you have booze as a main part of your day. If you gave booze up for six to eight weeks, I can 100% guarantee you of the, the changes you will notice in your life. So A, you will sleep better. You will make better decisions around your nutrition. Your skin will be clearer. You will lose weight. Um, initially, alcohol can help you to lose or sort of up to four kilos initially because it's water weight. Um, you possibly may also gain weight because you fill a void, clearly, because you will have to have something in your hand. Uh, but if you think of all the time that you sit around drinking, what, what could you do better with that time? In New Zealand currently it's winter, so you're not probably sitting outside uh, sipping away at a barbecue, but possibly sipping away indoors and it's dark, so, you know, that makes things a bit harder, but... You know, going out every weekend, spending shit ton of money on booze, what more could you do with that? How much money could you save by not spending it on booze? How much would your life be enriched by not uh, drinking? Dry July's coming up. I actually implore that you give it a go. I actually recommend it to everybody to give it a go. Give up booze 
for July. You don't have to raise money for anybody else if you don't want to, but honestly, why not give it a bloody crack? Because after celebrating our mate's life, and I don't regret it at all, caught up with some friends and people and that I haven't seen for 10, maybe some 15, 20 years, shared many, many memories of our times together, A, with our mate, and B, just what we used to do in our youth, and had a great time. Had there been music, probably would have found myself dancing on the tabletops, who bloody knows, but we had a great time. And it was awesome. But the downfall effect of it has affected me quite wildly, aside from the death, clearly. I haven't been motivated to train. I hadn't slept well, so I was tired and exhausted. It affected my nutrition because I didn't want to eat healthy food. I was just after salty. Uh, It has, yeah, I had to drink electrolytes to try and replenish my hydration. And it's really sort of made me look back and value the times that I haven't um, really drunk a lot of booze and, you know, I don't know what it is that makes us go from being able to have one or two to doing shots at midnight with your 19-year-old son and an old mate from high school, but um, there's clearly something in it. And, you know, it drops all our inhibitions and we all know the effects of booze. We know that one thing leads to another and we're suddenly 10 foot tall, bulletproof and brave. But um, we can be a lot of those things without it. We can be successful, driven, and enjoy life beyond compare without booze. And I can absolutely 100% guarantee you, if you want to embark on some sort of new journey, whether it's increasing your exercise, changing your shape, taking up less space, alcohol's not helping you. And if you're going to alter everything else just so that you can keep alcohol in there, you're not going to reach your goals. And I'd really, really like someone to prove it to me. That they can go on wild benders every weekend and still reach their nutrition goals. Because I can freaking guarantee you you won't. Because you're going to drink. Then you're going to feel like shit. You're going to eat like shit. And then it just becomes a cycle of repeat. And while we think that we don't want to give it up because it's fun and it's part of our social life. You can have all those things without it. It doesn't actually change your personality. But it sure as shit will change how you feel. And you'll feel so much better for it. We just underestimate how much it affects our ability to function as human beings. And we think, oh, it's just the hangover and a couple of days of feeling a bit rough. But it doesn't. Long term, it affects our health. It kills. It's a toxin, for fuck's sake. So literally causes cancers and increases our risk of disease and increases our risk of, well, not at risk, let me rephrase that, it it reduces our coping mechanisms. And if we already struggle with the way that we cope with things, adding alcohol in, yeah, not so much. I mean, clearly we all know that if somebody has a violent temper, that booze generally accelerates that. And, you know, we've all heard stories of that we can't drink rum anymore or I can't drink gin because I sit there and cry. Um, gin is a depressant, by the way, so that's why you sit there and cry. But think about it long and hard. Do you actually need it? Do you really, really need booze at the end of the day? Do you really need to go on a blinding bender every weekend if you are? Not saying you are, but you could be. How does that one glass of wine turn into a bottle? Pretty easy, actually, because you just keep pouring it. Your inhibitions drop each time you drink alcohol. Find it harder to resist, and it becomes a habit. 
and our socialising with alcohol is an established behaviour that we've made a habit. And so I recorded a podcast earlier uh, about, you know, making exercise or, you know, our, regaining our exercise habit when it's when it's been stalled and we want to implement them back in. Um, booze is no better than a bloody habit too, and we can break that cycle just as much as we can make it. So, yeah, if you haven't watched Paddy Gower's um, documentary on booze, you'll be able to find it somewhere. It'll be on YouTube or on TVNZ On Demand. Go and bloody watch it. Um, and if you're serious, if you're really, really serious about reaching your goals, especially if those goals are around nutrition and if you want to alter your weight, alcohol's not going to get you there. Ever. Boom! Fuck, that hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Just my two cents worth and... Uh, some people will be offended by this, to be honest. Does it mean I've got to tell you to give up alcohol forever? God, no, you're an adult. You make your own choices in life. But I am here just to share the experiences of my past week that after a blinding bender on the Monday, that how much it alters everything. And it alters your critical thinking. It alters your um, your perception, and it really does alter your motivation. How hard do you think, you look back at times that you've had massive weekends and then you go, oh shit, I'm not going to go to the gym on Monday because I still feel a bit like shit, and then that leads into not going to the gym on Tuesday, and then you get to Wednesday and you're sick of yourself, and you finally make it to the gym on Thursday, and then you go out on Friday. And just to start that whole process over again. Elite athletes normally do still drink alcohol, but you will find it is incredibly minimal. Uh, some of them may only do it at the end of training blocks, um, and I can 100% guarantee you that I got to my goals through the coast to coast by giving up alcohol, and I am going to probably do Dry July again. I do Dry July every year. I enjoy it because it gives you a little bit of time to reset, and um, who knows, maybe this time I might not start it back up again. Um, I get just as much pleasure out of having a glass of sparkling water with fruit in it, or a... Uh, I've come a little bit partial to Coke Zero or Coke No Sugar. Um, there's lots of other things that we can have, especially through winter, like cups of tea and whatnot. Um, we don't have to have alcohol. Again, not here telling you what to do. Of course not, not here telling you what to do. But if your questions to me are how do I make uh, better choices and uh, you know, alter my nutrition and extend my exercise routine and you tell me that you're not willing to give up alcohol then I'm probably going to go a little bit quiet and go well that's a choice that I wouldn't recommend oh hard isn't it god bit of pill to swallow we want to remain social and we do and I'm not going to lie to you when you first start going out places like if you're going to go to the pub go dancing uh and yeah, you're not drinking alcohol. It is a little bit harder. Not going to get lie, not going to lie to you there. Like to dance and whatnot, you sort of um, find that a little bit harder to get your rhythm going on. But you actually get used to it. And to be honest, at the end of the day, you then change your perception and you change what you think is acceptable too. And you soon actually think, well, actually, drunk people are just a pain in the fucking ass. Um, and your tolerance changes. And it's so interesting. 
You don't become judgmental. I'm not saying that. Don't confuse me for thinking here that I'm sitting here judging people because I'm not. But your tolerance does change and it changes the situations and the circumstances that you want to find yourself in. And I was able, through the most part, for the times that we were socialising, to be able to continue to do all of those things with my husband. And, um, well, not not drinking. And not once did he ever say to me, God, I wish you'd have a drink because it would make you more fun. He didn't because I'm quite capable of having a lot of fun without actually drinking. And drinking more just turns me into a blithering idiot. I mean, for fuck's sake, I talk enough as it is. Man. It goes into overtime, it goes into overdrive, and it, and like my 18-year-old son who sober-drived us on Saturday night, uh, Monday night rather, because it was a blinding bender on a Monday, said, you just keep repeating yourself over and over and over and over again, mum gets a bit boring. I was like, well, there you go, see, not always are we entertaining. We sometimes become boring because we say the same shit over and over again. Uh, And it's about setting examples too, isn't it? Like, I don't want my kids to think that alcohol is the only way that they can go out and be social. I don't want it to be a crutch in their life. There's alcoholism in my family, uh, and each and every one of us is susceptible to it. Um, yeah, I want them to live their best lives, and if that's partying around the world and doing whatnot, so be it. But I certainly don't want them to ever think that making them a better human being is to drink alcohol. Because they're pretty neat kids and they're pretty social beings and they don't bloody need it. We don't bloody need it. And it just impairs so much of your everyday life. And as somebody, you know, who achieves things, I'm not going to lie there, I achieve things. Um, One of the ladies that I work with in the gym currently at the moment the other day said, you are quite driven. And it's interesting because I would never have said that I was quite driven, but I actually, back in the day, but I am, and I've become quite driven. And I'm not driven because I drink alcohol. I'm driven because I've got shit to do and places to be, and it's not going to get me there. So, yeah, after a blinding bender, like I say, this is not um, an educational uh, podcast today. This is just what I'm finding and what I'm learning and what I'm experiencing, I guess, from having been a relatively large drinker to being a just below a social drinker since coast and in the last since coast actually had two times where I've experienced a hangover because I've drunk a little bit more. A was celebrating um, at the sports awards the other week and yes celebrate now mate's life. So two really significant significant uh, things to be doing celebrating and man did we celebrate well and really enjoyed it and I'm not knocking that at all not at all they were situations and circumstances worthy of celebrating well but I also know that I could have done it and remained booze free and had just a good a time and then I wouldn't have been kicking myself the following day and then the following week because it certainly has altered yeah a lot of my week I have a big race this coming weekend it's a four-hour mountain bike race um, and I haven't even ridden my bike since Saturday um, I've done spin I've lifted weights and that was a little bit half-assed and I've generally done those things to try and make myself feel better so I've report, recorded this podcast on a Thursday I'm racing on a Saturday um, I'll be getting some steps up today I have spin I have a workout class to do Uh, Friday I'll be in the gym working as well as training but uh, yeah I can honestly say after my bender on a Monday it has taken me to today on a Thursday 
to feel motivated to get back into my regular routine. Now, if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to increase your exercise or you're trying to make significant gains in the gym and it's taking you these same three to four days to recover from your weekend, maybe that's something you should think about. Maybe you could reduce it. Drink just one night a weekend. Don't drink the two nights if you're a two-nighter. Change which alcohol you're drinking to something that's got a lower alcohol content. Or maybe, just maybe, think about doing Dry July. It'd be good for you. And even if you go back drinking after Dry July, I can honestly tell you your perception and understanding of how much uh, alcohol affects you or doesn't affect you, you'll know a hell of a lot more about yourself. And uh, you might find that you actually enjoy being booze-free. I'm not here to tell you that you have to be. But as my time goes on further into this journey post-coast, of I've, you know, I've given up booze for months and years on end. In previous aspects of my life, I, there was two or three years where I never touched a drop of alcohol. And it's always sort of slowly crept back in, and then you have these times where you reflect on it and think, well, maybe that wasn't a smart thing to do. And more and more people are giving it up. And uh, this is just a yarn about how I feel about it. And um, yeah, like I say, it's uh, June 22nd. My dry July is probably going to start now. It often actually does start in June. Um, and I'm going to go from there. And I'm going to really reflect this time whether I actually need to bring it back in. Am I going to stop anyone else from drinking? No. Am I going to be a Debbie Downer when my kids want to have something to drink? Not at all. Not at all. Um, this is just me. This is how I feel. And like I say, sometimes these ramblings on a podcast are just me wanting to get information out there, getting my views on life um, out there, they're not always going to be educational content for the greater good. But if I can make you think about something and mull something over that may impact your life in a really, really positive way, then shit, I'm all here for it because that's who I am. I live my life wanting to achieve things. I am driven. Thanks, Sarah. I am driven. I uh, want to help people. And I want to help lots of people. And I figured it out the other day when I was musing about something. And I'm pretty sure it was in between hearing about the loss of our mate and the blinding bender that I actually want to change the world. And I do want to change the world. I want to change the world mainly for women. And I kind of have a small grasping concept of what it is I want to achieve, which is all through our woman's health. But I do. I want to change the world. And when I figure out how I'm going to do it, man, it's going to be awesome. But I do know that I'm not going to be able to change the world by going on blinding benders with booze. So yeah, I thank you for joining me today. Episode number 48, which has probably got a name, ranting about booze. But yeah, if you've managed to stick to the end of that, I applaud you. Uh, save us as your favourites and as always I can't wait to see where this takes us